0: Hello listeners, Sean here. Um, Anyone who listened to our podcast last week is expecting us to do our What We Are Up To and our talk of the 2016 American election, as so many of you have asked us for it. But right at the end I said that was going to be what we were up to if neither of us got sick and then knocked on wood. Well, apparently I did not knock hard enough on wood, or fast enough, or something to that effect, because as you may be able to tell from this introductory talk, I am quite sick. Uh, So, what is going to be happening is this week we are going to be delivering our top ten animated films, and we will tackle what we are up to at our next available time, which I believe should be next week, as long as I am better. And, uh, yeah, as for the election talk, I'm going to try, if I feel up to it, to put something together for the guys from com. but if that doesn't happen, just because, as you can maybe even tell by, again, this intro, I'm a little bit hazy on everything, uh, on Tuesday you are more than welcome to talk to me on Twitter, at Sean Cord, that's S-H-A-U-N-C-O-R-D, my feelings on... It will probably be posted there, and for our American listeners, I hope that you get out and vote whichever way you feel most inclined. Now, without further ado, here is a much healthier-sounding me and Dave discussing our top 10 animated films of all time.
1: Hi, welcome to the Guys From Podcast, just two guys answering the internet's questions. I'm Sean Cordingley. And I'm David
2: R. Smith. Today's question comes to us via email, actually. Ooh, yeah, guysfrompodcast at gmail.com. As you guys seem to like top tens, we've been asked to do yet another one. So for today's topic, at Molly's request, we're going to do our top list of animated films. Yes.
1: So that includes Pixar, that includes anime, that includes old school Disney. But it does not include short films. No.
2: Right. I felt like I would limit that so that way Sean didn't have to do even more films. Yeah, because I've got a pile of short films that would have made this list, and that would have made this way harder. Yeah, so someday when I've seen more than, like, two short films...
1: Yeah, well, essentially what's going to happen is, now that we've said it, someone will ask. Yeah. After someone has asked, I will find, like, 20 on YouTube and send them to you. And be
2: like, here's some of my top 25 and then I'll watch them all, and then I'll make my own list. Yeah. And then I'll be able to talk about all of them because I'll see all the ones that are on your list. Right. Perfect. It's a good plan. It is a good plan. <laughs> but today, we're doing non-short movie animated movies. Right. Short film.
1: Non-short film
2: animated, animated films. Movies. Right.
1: So because I guessed that you're going to make... A To Kill a Mockingbird reference within the first five minutes before we got started podcasting today. Yeah, I get to go first. Right. For the first time in a long time, when it comes to these top ten lists, it's true. Usually, I kick these things off. Yeah, you usually do. That means I get to talk about Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs first. I <laughs> knew that was going
2: to be on your list. Was that the one? That was we the were, one.
1: Yeah. We were talking beforehand. We were just doing our finalizations on the list, and Dave's like, "No, you're you're gonna have this one." That's gonna be on Sean's. It's my first. I thought it would be mention, higher, but- Oh. Yeah, my list is tough to get into. (laughs) Which is fair. I also acknowledge the fact that a few weeks, well, it's been more than a few weeks now, but we did a guilty pleasure list, Uh, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs, I was considering for that. Oh, really? I don't think it's a very well-plotted film. Sure. It's fine, it's fluffy, and it doesn't really stand out in and amongst, especially
2: the rest of this list, but I love it. I love it so much. (laughs) It's such a cool concept. Yeah. I like the idea that food can just rain down from the sky. Yeah, he invented like, a machine. Yeah, I like seeing the evolution of the town as they just get fatter and fatter because they just have all the food that they want.
1: They just wander out and open their mouths and
2: eat. Yeah. And it was Bill Hader, and he was so good at it. And Neil Patrick Harris is the monkey. Steve. Yeah. Yeah, And, like, he's what were, he had spray-on sho- shoes. Yeah. Like,
1: which impressed Anna Faris a lot. She yeah. was the weather... Yeah, she was a weather... Meteoro- she's trying to be a meteorologist, but she's being more used as, like, the weekend weather girl yeah. sort of idea. Yeah. But she's actually, like, a hardcore science fan. Yeah. yeah. Bruce Campbell is in it. Who's Bruce Campbell? Oh, you don't remember Bruce Campbell? He's the mayor. Hey, okay, I wondered. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because James Caan is his dad.
2: Right, yeah. So. And Mr. T, obviously. Mr. T plays the the police. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's just. It's it's so well done. It's And yeah. that's. Particularly in modern movies, it's it's less so with some of the older Disney that we'll get to. And I'm sure right. at the time, those voice actors were fairly well-known.
1: They were well-known for being the voice actors.
2: Whereas, like, in modern Pixar or DreamWorks animated movies, yeah. you don't have – like, you have more famous people doing these voiceovers. And it's fun to hear these voices and be like, okay, who's that? And try to guess that person. Yeah. And I think there's another one on your list where I had a, I had a really fun time doing that. And I'll see if it's on your list. If not, I'll maybe mention it at the okay, end. Okay, but... fair enough. Um,
1: so yeah, local scientist who is kind of a screw-up, invents a machine that turns water into food. So he becomes famous, and then things go horribly awry. That's great. Cloudy
2: with a chance of meatballs. Okay. Uh, my first honorable mention is Monsters, Inc. Sure. Uh, Billy Crystal, John Goodman yeah, do a great job. They're monsters who they're in the business of making kids scream and that's the
0: power that's what powers them up yeah the more yeah. they
2: scream and like uh john goodman's character sully is very good at making kids scream right and so as a result he can they fill up these canisters and the more canisters they fill the more power they get yeah uh and then they end up befriending this girl and and
1: well she goes she comes back to monster world with them that's the first one right yeah yeah
2: yeah because they end up like I can't remember how she does it. It's been a while since I've seen it beginning to end because I've seen Monsters You a few more times recently because it's, it's on the movie yeah. network. But anyway, Boo is the girl's name, right? And I mean, at some point, so then they're contaminated, and then they end up like they're not allowed to go back there. So they they destroy that door, and then they end up somewhere else, and like they meet the Yeti in the in the winter oh, yeah. world, and like it's a. It's a really interesting Man, I movie. I haven't seen that in a while. I know, right? The more <laughs> I think about it, I'm like, damn, that is a good movie. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh it's up there on I mean, it's it's good, but not not quite good enough to crack my top 10. Fair enough.
1: My other honorable mention is Batman The Dark Knight Returns,
2: okay, which was a
1: DC made for basically DVD/TV slash movie. Okay. Um, doing Frank Miller's iconic Batman Returns graphic novel, essentially. Oh, cool. a movie form. Animated movie form, right. I should say. Uh, it's about Batman 10 years later, like after he has not been seen for 10 years. So now a 55-year-old Batman, when a like a hardcore 80s gang of criminals starts just taking over Gotham. Because Batman's has, been gone for 10 years, and so come they have back no... Out of, yep, he has to come back out of retirement to see if he has what it takes to fight in this new era of criminal as opposed to what it used to be. Very cool. Yeah, it's really good. Yeah, that sounds kind of awesome. <laughs> yeah, they're on Netflix, by the way. Oh, great, So okay. you can definitely see them if you want. Uh, I also considered Batman First Year, which has Brian Cranston doing the voice of Commissioner Gordon. Great. Um, And it's just kind of like another motion comic of here's the when Batman's just learning to be Batman right, kind of right. idea. Okay, so... But yeah, so Batman The Dark Knight Returns.
2: Very cool. Sounds compelling. Yeah. Uh, My other honorable... Let me try that again. My (laughs) other honorable mention is one of the Futurama movies between when it was... On the air, then off the air, and then on the air again. Right. Uh, the first one I believe is Bender's Big Score. Yes, I think it is. that was the first that's one. That's the to first come one. Up.
1: Then it's Beast, then Bender's Game, and then the Into the Wild Green Yonder. Right. Which I I think that's the only one I haven't seen. Yonder. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The one that sets up their eventual return. Sure. Okay.
2: Yeah. Um, Bender's Big Score is. I really enjoyed this one. Mm. I have that one on DVD. Like even once before the the show came back on on Netflix or on. Comedy, Comedy Central. Central. Yeah. Um. I I bought this one because I enjoyed it so much. Nice. It's. Yep. I mean Bender. He he discovered they discovered the the secret to time travel. But there's also those like weird pink things that are big the scammers. scammers yeah. Who are scamming everybody and basically getting everything from the world. And uh, because of Bender. Because of Bender. And Fry goes back in time and you meet. Uh, was it Lars? Lars. Lars. Yeah. Yeah. Who ends up actually being. Fry and like it's just yep. it's really charming. It's really like there's some really touching moments. Yep. there's some really funny moments. And at one point, there's the the line which I have used on many occasions, not necessarily just here, but I miss Morbo.
1: Oh yeah. Every time I'm watching the news, because Fry has traveled back in time and he's stuck back. He's stuck 2001. back
2: in one. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And he's sitting there, and it's just like the really just peppy regular annoying old New York news anchors, yep. and he's sitting there, and it's just like. I miss Morbo, and it makes <laughs> me happy every time. Uh, the cool thing about these ones is they can be broken down into episodic segments. Yeah, and they do that occasionally on television. Yeah, yeah. yeah. so it's it's neat. It's like, okay, well, I saw part one this day, part two this day, and so I'll watch part three tomorrow. But they were originally movies, so that's why we decided that we could put them on here. Yep, for so, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's a good call.
1: Mm-hmm. On to the actual list. Woo! My number 10 is Waltz with Bashir.
2: You've talked about this one before, I think. I think I might, have or you a and I have had this conversation. Ago. Yeah, because I know the
1: name. Okay, it's from 2008. Okay, it's an Israeli film director interviewing fellow veterans of the 1982 invasion of Lebanon to reconstruct his own memories of his time in conflict. Good and it's Lord. done in an absolutely gorgeous animated style that is just. It's so cool, and it's such Whoa. an interesting idea.
2: That is the, the lighting and set designer in me loves the look of that.
1: Yeah, I am sure you would really, really like it. And it's obviously not an easy watch. It's obviously very—I don't know if there's an easier way to put it or a better way to put it than it's just—it's tough. Because sure. it is—it's kind of a documentary of this guy trying to piece together what happened during this invasion in like a war, but it's done in animation.
2: Very so, cool! What a neat concept!
0: It's very good.
2: Yeah. Um. <laughs> wow! Like even just <laughs> looking at those images, I'm just floored by the way it's it's drawn.
1: Yeah. If you guys haven't seen Waltz with Bashir, just go to IMDb and click on the photo thing, like,
2: because it's just it's stunning, you guys. It is just spectacular just to look at. It's a gorgeous film. Very cool. Uh, I feel like our lists are going to be very different. Mine is going to be very <laughs> Well, dizzy. don't worry. Mine
1: takes a very heavy turn for nine,
2: so. Perfect. Yep. Okay. No, like a-, a Yeah, yeah. I, switches. I don't know how you could get heavier than that,
1: yeah. so. Oh, so here's this Holocaust one I
2: <laughs> The boy in the striped pajamas, the, the animated version. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. It's
1: all done with construction paper, and
2: uh, <laughs> it's, so, it's so sad. Oh, God. That sounds awful. Awful in, like, the, the sense that it would be- Super depressing. Oh awful, yeah, that it would be bad. Yep. My number ten is the Line Before Time. Yeah, sure. Uh, that's a kids classic. It's a a lot of these are on my on my list are kids classics. That's fine. Um, it is. I I have it on my computer. I I hadn't watched it in years, and I was just like, I wonder if I can get that. So I, I found a place to download it because it's really hard to find. Yeah, and I'm just like, damn, it's still as good as I remember. Like it's is just it? yeah.
1: I probably haven't seen it since I was
2: eight. Yeah, exactly.
1: So, yeah, and like
2: it it's one of those movies where if you liked it as a kid, if if I were to watch it now, I probably would be fairly indifferent towards yeah, it. Just ambivalent. But because I liked it so much as a kid, yeah. I still really liked it. Like Littlefoot and Petrie and I can't remember the the little triceratops girl. But uh, Sarah, maybe? Maybe. I can't remember. Anyway. It's just, it was so, so well done, and yep. it's not Disney, and I remember, like, and there was, like, 12 sequels that came out yeah. from it, but the Some first one. okay, and I, I didn't only, mind a couple. I only honestly ever saw the first one. Okay. Because I loved the first one so much, and I, once that, once the other ones came out, I was kind of a little bit beyond the point where I felt like I needed to watch them. Mm-hmm. But I remember, I think the land, I think the first one came out in, like, 88 or 89, I was pretty young when that first one came out, and I... It's just, it's the
1: perfect time, because what do
2: boys who are six-ish like? Dinosaurs. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So... 1988. Yeah. So I was five years old, loved dinosaurs, loved animated movies like that. It was just the perfect... We went to go... We were gonna go see it in the theater in my hometown... And I think Cocoon was playing instead. Aww, i was just like Steve Gutenberg. I don't want to. It was Cocoon or oh no, it was Willow. Willow was playing. Duh. yeah. North Davis. Yeah. But either way, I was just like, we just named two
1: actors who were in Willow.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Woo! Uh, the Willow podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but I was like, I don't. I, I I can't watch that. But I really wanted to watch a movie about dinosaurs. So We got on tape and like I've I, I loved it. So oh, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I feel like I would I would like to see it again,
3: because
1: yeah. I know I wouldn't love it as much as I did, because 88, I'm three. Sure. So I probably didn't see it until I was four or five when we were able yeah. to rent it or whatever, but I remember loving it. Yeah. And that's also why I probably saw one or two of the sequels as well, because it's just like a sequel came out in 1990. Great, I'm sure. five. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, I'm in. I loved the first one, so let's keep going with this.
2: Yeah. My number nine. Yeah shrek so is mine i <laughs> called an audible but oh yeah because it was supposed to be finding nemo yeah but then i was like because i i mentioned pixar and then dreamworks was like shrek is dreamworks and i love shrek i thought that's i
1: was like is he writing
2: yeah i think he is okay. yeah it's <laughs> yeah right it's so good it is so good it was one of the first movies i ever got on dvd okay yeah I don't remember why or what, like, because how it's that awesome. It is awesome. It is just so good. Speaking of people, like voice actors or yep. celebrities who were, who then went on to do voice work, yep. like Mike Myers, Eddie Murphy, Cameron Diaz, John Lithgow. Oh, man. It was so good. It was so fun. I still watch that, and like, there's amazing lines, there's amazing references. It's a musical now. Yep. I've seen the musical here in Calgary. It wasn't the best version because it was, you know, for theater for young audiences and a bunch of kids and everything. But whatever. Yeah. I still really enjoyed it. And I love this movie. Yep.
1: It's one of those perfect new animation films that's for kids, but it has so much in it for adults that we can enjoy it as much, if not more than. Mm -hmm. Because like, oh man, that's some funny just got covered in goo. Whereas we're like, oh man, that's really funny because it's a reference to this thing that none
2: of you understand. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, have so Chris Farley was supposed to play Shrek. Yes, he was. And they recorded like ninety percent of the audio for Shrek as played by Chris Farley before he died. Yep. Which is insane to think about. Yeah. Have you heard any?
1: On no, that? I haven't gone to try and find any. I
2: at one point within the last year or two some of it surfaced. Like, with with a lot of the rough animation and... Okay, with like an animatic voice. or whatever? Yeah. Yep. And with his voice, and it's drastically different. I would imagine, than yeah. Than Mike Myers. Like, he didn't have the accent or anything. He just... He was just doing it as Chris Farley, but... And I love Mike Myers' Shrek, and I love that he's Scottish, and it's just... He's so kooky. It's really good at that, yeah. But I... There's something about... I would have loved to have seen Chris Farley. I don't know if it would have been his... Six, six, as successful. Oh, yeah. Because I think Mike Myers is more manic, but I don't know. Although, You're how sure. can you get more yeah, manic Chris than Chris Farley? I don't, I don't know. know. So it's, it's, it's really interesting and I'm like... You always hear about other movies that, you know, these. this actor was originally supposed to play this character, but yep. he was too busy doing this or this or this. Or
1: Richard Dreyfus was considered for Indiana Jones, and you're like, that's
2: different. Was it supposed to be Richard
1: Dreyfus? Because I was going to say Indiana yeah. Jones, but I didn't... It was. I wasn't thinking about Richard, but yeah, like... And that's also a Simpsons reference, because there's an alternate reality in one of the treehouses of horror, where Bart, like, changes time, so Marge ends up with Artie Ziff, and then in that reality... Dreyfus is Han Solo and Indiana Jones instead of Harrison Ford. Amazing. So, I got that out of the way early. Yeah. For an
2: animation thing. I'm pretty sure
1: we'll be okay with The Simpsons,
2: but yeah. But yeah, that's that's exactly it. So, you think about that and how different that would have been. Yeah. And I w- I'd be really interested to see what a Shrek with Chris Farley instead of Mike Myers would be. Yeah, that would have been interesting. But... We'll never know. We will never know. Anyway, we, but it's... But we
1: got an amazing film.
2: We really so. did. And I love that it's both... On both of our lists at the exact same number. Yep.
1: Even though you did originally have Finding Nemo. Sure. Is there a reason you locked Finding Nemo off and not...
2: The Land Before Time? Yeah. Because The Land Before Time had to be on there because of the nostalgia purposes.
1: True. But you yeah. could have put that as a... Like an honorable mention? or something. But halfway... Th- We're already into it. Yeah, and-
2: exactly. And it was just like... I wanted to talk about Futurama, and I had already talked about Monsters, Inc. So I was like, eh. It's replacing one animated movie with another. Fair so, enough. So anyway,
1: yeah. Okay. My number eight, The Emperor's New Groove.
2: Nice. <laughs> very good choice. It's been years. I don't think I've seen that since my first year of university.
1: Oh, I, uh, I'm with somebody who needs to see it at least once a year. Fair enough. So I am very familiar with The Emperor's New Groove. Speaking of an awesome cast that you weren't thinking of, David Spade and John Goodman.
2: Again. Yeah. A John Goodman. Yeah. I uh, Patrick Warburton oh. makes that movie for me.
1: Eartha Kitt as the bad guy is pretty amazing. Fair. <laughs> and David Spade is the emperor. That's actually Cucco. true. Like, like, it's such a good cast. Yeah. Uh, if you haven't seen it, because this one is a little... It is a Walt Disney movie, but it's not as it's well known. It's kind of under not underground, but like... It came out in 2000 and then just kind of vanished.
2: Yeah, you kind of had to be right place, right time in order to see this one. And
1: then there was a cartoon
2: right. with Kronk, yeah. and then it kind of disappeared as yeah. well. They went through that that stretch where it was like Hercules and the Hunchback of Notre Dame yep. and, and the Emperor's New Group, where they were... Good, but not, like, Lion King good.
1: Right. But I think the one thing about the Emperor's New Groove is it's definitely like what I was just talking about with Shrek. This one, as opposed especially to Hercules and Hunchback, goes for adults. Sure. Where it's like, oh, man, it's so funny that David Spade's Emperor of Peru got turned into a llama, and they're trying to figure out how to, like, and there's a witch kind of, mm-hmm. that's cool. But for the adults, it's like Eartha Kitt's making jokes about being Eartha Kitt. Right. And you're like... Nobody here should get that unless you're forty right. or more, <laughs> or know who Eartha kid is and right. her career and stuff. Okay, so, but yeah, I really enjoy that film.
2: Yeah, it's uh, I I feel like it's one of those ones where, like you said, you see it yearly, and I I haven't seen it in years, but yeah. I remember just howling at that movie.
1: It's so funny,
2: and that's the beauty about these movies, about animated movies, particularly newer ones. Yeah, where you get. Like even as a as a thirty something adult, there are movies where I'm just howling. Like yeah. uh, uh, Frozen is not on my list because I liked Frozen. I, th- I thought it was okay. Yeah, I, I really didn't, liked it. I didn't dislike it. Um, it's
1: the closest to allowing the like a Disney formula to be Broadway that they've ever done, sure. and I really appreciated that. It's like, oh wow, you actually got people who wanted to sing this like they're on stage. Okay, cool. Yeah, let's keep doing
2: that. And I watched it with my niece and nephew, and they, like, I liked it so much that while we were watching it, they were starting to kind of goof around because they were getting bored. And I was like, uh, you guys need to shut up so I can watch the end of this movie. <laughs> That's how much I enjoyed it. I found yeah. it compelling. I love Josh Gad as Olaf. Yep. But there were moments, like, when they're coming out of the Ice Palace and, uh, what's the, the, the ranger's name? Lars? Oh, I think so. Something like that. Whatever, whatever the reindeer is, because he couldn't go up the stairs, and so they walk down, and he's got his tongue stuck to the ice, and I just died because as a Canadian, any Canadian kid has done something like that,
1: probably. Or you know someone, and we're like, okay, don't do that. Yeah,
2: exactly. And I was just like, there are moments like that where I was howling, and like I that was two years ago, so I would have been in my thirties. Yep. I'm sitting there watching it, going, that is well done. That is well written. For everybody, and there's
1: not as much as that in the classic Disney's,
2: especially. No,
1: exactly. Which we'll get to. Absolutely.
2: Uh, My number eight is up. Speaking of Disney Pixar, yep. This movie, it's on my sister's PVR. Once you stop
1: sobbing after the first ten minutes,
2: yeah, yeah. Because those first ten minutes, it's so good, and then just rips your heart out. Yep. Oh, it just. Kills me. Yep. But every time I'm at my sister's place and I'm babysitting, they've got a bunch of stuff on their PVR, and I'll flip through and I'll be like, "Oh yeah, there's this or this or this." Uh, I'm watching up. Yep. Because it's the only place that I can watch it. Yeah, fair enough. I'm sure it's um, elsewhere, but yeah. like I know what's on their PVR. Right. Um, so it's kind of a little
1: event. It's like I'm babysitting.
2: Exactly. Kids are in bed. I'm gonna up watch time. up. Yeah. Yep. Uh, I love.
1: I'm I'm assuming that PVR doesn't have the awesome
2: uh, Stork short. I think it does. does it? I love awesome. that stork short.
1: We're not talking about short films, I know, but that one is That one probably will be
2: on my list, list for sure. I love it. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it does, but I know the one you're talking about and yeah. it makes me so happy. Yep. Yeah. That's the one I think we're talking about the same one with, like, the, the different animals in the clouds and everything like and that. And the one cloud
1: is making horrible, horrible animals, so he thinks his stork has left, and then the stork comes back with football gear yeah, on and it's, just like, let's
2: do this. I'm going to go home and watch that tonight, because yep. it's so good. Um, anyway, up. It's just, I can't remember who plays the, the old man. Ed Asner. Okay, that's what I thought. I just couldn't remember his name. But yeah, yep. Ed Asner plays the old man. And, like, that moment where, you know, you just see this world change around him. Yep. And then you just see that that house go up, and the kids on the the porch, and then the dogs with the the talking the talking collars dogs. Yeah. Oh my god, the squirrel, of shame squirrel, and yep. it's just it's. Which,
1: as a dog owner, you've probably noticed because we have tons of squirrels oh around my here. God.
2: Well, and Sarah ha- used to adopt squirrels when they were hurt, and so uh. Scout got right up close. So Scout just. All she wants to do is go after squirrels. So like every yeah. time this happens on off, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> squirrel. squirrel. Um, It's touching. It's funny. It's clever. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's a tremendous movie. Do
1: you remember the basic story for people who haven't seen it? Ah, uh, so. Older gentleman. Older
2: gentleman. He meets this girl when they're like five years old and basically they grow up together. They get married. They live their entire lives together. Yeah she dies before he does yep. and at some point while they were married they'd planned on going to this far remote location they wanted to travel yeah yeah, they wanted to travel and there's this one part they kind of got they both they they found each other because they they really appreciated this scientist who kind of went off on a like on a blimp or something like that and yep. and so they he went to this one this one location down in South America and so when his wife dies he basically converts his house into a flying machine he just gets a ton of helium balloons and just lets them go and his house goes floating off yep and so he's on his way there on this on this house and there's a kid who's a boy scout who is on his front porch as the house takes off and so he takes the kid with him yep um it is just it's good it's good it's very very it's really good it's really fun and just breaks your heart all at the same time yes
1: it does yeah my number seven is higher on Dave's list. So we will talk to it soon.
2: Yeah. My number seven is Aladdin. Woo! Uh the newest of I guess on my list of Disney Traditional? Traditional animated movies. Yeah. Um I love the Lion King, but Aladdin as far as newer ones is the best for me. He's That's so fair. pesky. Yep. I love the Aladdin story. Yeah. Um Do you know the real Aladdin story? Like Alibaba? or well like the yeah the
1: real real ish. story I the, mean I
2: grew up with it not not even just here but like I grew up kind of learning it
1: the one where he like the somebody who claims to be his uncle comes to get him because he has the blood that would allow the the uncle to get into the vault
2: Oh no okay
1: oh yeah you might want to actually look up the actual the real Aladdin story it's very
2: different Oh understandable and yeah. that was like Disney had that ability. They could kind of take it and spin it. Oh, to, that's exactly to what Disney-fy they do. It, which yeah, is fine. It's a very fun film. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, this is one like you didn't get a lot of overly famous actors. Like you had um, Robin Williams. Robin Williams and Gilbert Gottfried. Yeah. But like who played Aladdin? Scott uh, w- 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 Winger. W E I N G E R. Yeah. Uh, Linda Larkin played Jasmine. Jonathan Freeman played Jafar. Like yep. people that you kind of have heard of, but
1: yeah, but not, it's not like it's not Shrek. It's not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: Except for Robin Williams, who just killed it, and he is as the genie. Probably the reason for
1: Aladdin being as successful as it is. I'm sure it is. Like not Therese to say it's Bogus a bad film. No, it's, it's not fine. bad.
2: And like I like I like
1: how. But if Mike Myers was the genie?
2: I don't think it would have done as well. Exactly. And I think they, they had like six hours of extra genie footage because Robin Williams being Robin Williams, they, he just went off.
1: Here's your lines. Uh, do what you like.
2: Yeah. Never tell that to Robin Williams. This is the gist of what we want. Go. Okay. Yeah. Six hours later, it's like, yeah, we could probably use something there. <laughs> I need a sandwich. Yeah. Walks out of the booth. <laughs> Sweating because he's Robin Williams. It's Robin Williams. Yeah. yeah, always sweating. Yeah, it was. Oh God, I miss him. Oh God, I miss him. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, Aladdin. Like I like his impish nature. Yeah. Um, I like some of the songs. I was never had a friend like me. Uh, yeah, Prince Ali. Yeah. Like it's a whole new world. Like the most cliche. Well, when you're auditioning for American Idol, you're gonna sing that song, sort of song. But well, I'll let it go. Nice, exactly, so. yeah. So I mean, it's it's, it was good, and I really enjoyed it, but not good enough to crack the top five because that's reserved for other movies. Yeah. So that's anyway, fair. Yeah.
1: My number six is The Sword
2: and the Stone. Ah, uh, we've talked about that. We've one talked before. about this one a fair amount. Yeah. It's
1: King Arthur and Merlin and the kids being kept away, and he's just a regular orphany boy. Blah 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 blah, and then he becomes King Arthur. Yeah. Like it's it's the story before he becomes King Arthur. Right. So it's mostly about Merlin and Morgan
2: and Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, and like how I haven't seen that movie in years and right. like long enough that I don't I don't know how well it kind of parallels the actual legend of Not well. Okay. So they Disney fight it again? Oh yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> That's kind of what I figured.
1: Um, yeah, like, no, it's it's very much a Disney version of the story, especially when you start hearing. I guess this is kind of an aside, but I listen to, it's called Myths and Legends. It's another podcast, okay. and it's a literature, like, prof- I don't know if he's a prote- professor or what he's done. Okay. But he takes the actual legends, and he turns them, like, he reads through the sagas like the Norse sagas and he does the King Arthur legend and all of that but he'll it's like here's half an hour and here's this part of it and he condenses it and tells it in a modern way oh cool so you can follow what's going on without having to do all of the old English oh so neat. that's where I knew the Aladdin story and I okay. got like the little mermaid the actual mermaid stories which are horrifying
2: yeah that's fair
1: and like he does Slavic folk tales and Japanese folk tales and just
2: it's just runs the gamut yeah hey? it's
1: really really interesting cool Okay. Anyway, no, The Sword in the Stone does not really follow. Fair enough. The King Arthur legend. Okay. It's a poor boy who learns through the power of love from. It's it's Disney. It's 1963. It's Disney. <laughs> Fair. Okay. Yeah. Cool.
2: Uh, so you're number seven and my number six. Yep. We're the same, and it's The Jungle Book. Yes. I mean, we've talked about this one in previous podcasts because it we was have. in one of my decade. Yeah, 60s. 60s, yeah. yeah. Um, It's just so good. It really is. Have you seen the new one yet?
1: No, I have not. I haven't either. I'm looking forward to it. So am I. But not enough to the point where I was like, I'm going to go see that. Yeah. It's more like, I can't wait for it to come on Movie Network or Netflix, and then I'm going to
2: watch it. I agree. And that's because like, I love the, the cast of characters in, mm-hmm. that, in the modern version.
1: Yeah.
2: So I'm, I'm very excited to see it, but it's just. Yeah. Anyway, the the original, I guess the animated original.
1: Yes. Is that's probably the safest way to put that?
2: Yeah, because I know there are older ones. I just don't know where they lined up. I think there's one from like the forties. Anyway, I think so. Um, I mean, you've got Mowgli and Bagheera and Blue. Is it Bagheera, the he's the panther, right? He's the panther. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, and then Shere Khan is the... Tiger. The tiger, and then... I can never remember the snake. Sir Hiss is in... Yeah, that's Robin
1: Hood. Yeah. Which I'm sure we are going to talk about later. Yeah. Especially considering how often we
2: talk about the anime yeah.
1: Robin Hood. Kaa?
2: Ka, Ka? Is it Kaa? Ka, it's the snake. Yeah, okay. Yeah. yeah, like, they are such good villains. Yeah. And I like that there are two villains, and they're kind of different, like, it's... Oh, and... Shere Khan as the, as the the tiger is just terrifying. Yeah, the tiger is really scary. Yeah, the tiger is really scary. And I love King Eddie and, like, the monkeys. I love that Louis. part. Louie. Damn it! Yeah. Right.
1: I watched a lot of Tailspin when I was growing up because Blue flying a plane.
2: Yes. Fair, yeah.
1: <laughs> also, yeah. I think you were a little... Well, because you are older than me, Tailspin probably was after you.
2: I remember it, but it was... I also that was on Disney Afternoon, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I didn't really watch Disney Afternoon. My parents made me go outside a lot.
3: That's Jerks. fair. Yeah,
2: I mean, I don't begrudge them, but at the same time, I was like all my friends would be like Disney Afternoon, I'd be like. <sighs> I think it
1: was on, In Grand Prairie. It might have been on at lunch, uh,
2: and I was close enough to go home for lunch. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, I think. I never went home for lunch from school it was it was just a little too far for me like four blocks for me so
1: i think it was either it was either that or else it was on real early during when i'm eating breakfast on saturday morning so i would watch it then yeah so
2: yeah and if it was on one yeah anyway yeah i just didn't quite watch it but i do remember it being on because i do remember baloo flying the plane yeah so
1: so yeah it was king louis Right. That's right. That, that's why we were, we're talking about that.
2: that. Right. I was thinking there's a bar downtown Calgary called the King Eddie, and it just got reopened. Yeah. It's attached to the National Music Center, so that's what I was thinking.
1: I always liked that Caw the Snake was played by the same guy who did the Cheshire cat, because I
2: love the Cheshire cat. Yeah. Too. Totally. That is kind of awesome. I also like that well, we'll get to that in Peter Pan, so. Um Jungle Book, you're <laughs> seven by six.
1: Not to spoil anything.
2: Yeah. That's coming up. For anybody who's heard any of our other podcasts. After I say this
1: ad for how our second half is brought to us by Glissine, makers of the new Tuccino Lotion. This body lotion contains eleven natural oils and essential clays to both hydrate and tighten your skin, all with the reassuring and homey texture of fluid bacon. Experience the natural <laughs> bacony sense of moisturization and beauty that only Tuccino Lotion can provide by scene,
2: And we're back, and I'm going to pass it right back over to Sean. Yeah! It's been a really long time <laughs> since we've had to do it that way. Like I said, yeah. I
1: usually, you win the question thing. Yeah. It's
2: weird. It is weird.
1: My number five is Asterix Mansion of the Gods, and I do mean Asterix and Obliques. Um, it
2: amazing. It is
1: a very new one. It came out in 2014. I wrote a better late than never about it on the oh, website. Yeah! Yeah, it's a new Asterix movie, and it is so good. Is it in French? Yes. Yes. It okay. Is.
2: Yeah. Those I loved those comic books, cartoons, Me whatever. They yeah, they were books. they yeah. were comic books. French They're comic cartoons. Books. Yeah. 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 Like we would go when I was in in elementary school, we'd go to the library and we had to because I was in French immersion, we would yeah. have to pick one French book and one English book. I would always just take Asterix. Yeah. Because why the hell not?
1: I have. After I watched this, and again recently, I have been looking into like, can I get some of them? And, and? they're on Amazon, but they're
2: pricey. Are they?
1: Yeah, they yeah. are a little pricey. So I'm I'm thinking about it. I'm gonna try and figure out if there's a way I could, or hopefully maybe a free lot on eBay or something will right. come up. It's just like here's all of my asterix books. I'll yeah. Be like
2: yes, see. I know they got translated in English too. Oh, well, they did. Yeah,
1: I was, and that was specifically. I was like, "Do I want them in French or do I want them in English?" I might want them in English, but some of the jokes work better in French, and I, bleh, yeah, whatever. I'll figure when the time comes. I will figure that there out. There you
2: go. But yeah. in the
1: meantime, Asterix and the Mansion of the Gods.
2: Okay, I remember you writing about it, and you're better, better late than never. Yep,
1: yeah. it's about Caesar makes a plan to finally eliminate that Gaulish village that he can never get sure. rid of. Instead of attacking them, he is going to absorb them with Roman culture. So he builds the mansions of the gods, which are beautiful like apartment complexes, and convinces the gods to move into them. All of them except for Asterix. Does Obelix move in? He, he, does kind of. Okay, but that. I don't want to – again, sure. I don't want to spoil it because this feels like one that you will watch.
2: Totally. I'm pretty sure I watched it on Netflix. Okay. So – I'll have to check – I'll have to look for it because that – like I I loved those books growing up.
1: Me too. And that's – as soon as I saw it – and it, it must have been Netflix because where else would sure. Asterix show up? Yeah. Uh, As soon as I saw it pop up, I'm like, I am watching that. Yeah. And so it's like a newer computer animation. Oh, yeah. Okay. But it's not – a real offensive like they didn't change anything right. from it still feels
2: like Asterix so yeah. it's not so now correct me if I'm wrong Oh. but okay no no Asterix drinks a magic potion to get stronger right
1: yeah that's why that Gaulish village is impossible to stop because the old man is able to make this potion yeah that they can drink and then they become super fast super strong and, and incredibly powerful and
2: fell into a Pub of Magic Potion Fell when he was into the kid. cauldron
1: when he was young, so he cannot have the potion because it just—he can't have it.
2: Well, and that's why he's so big and strong already yep. is because yep. he's basically permanently with the potion. Right. Okay. That's how long it's been is just like— Okay. I yep. can't remember, nope, but that's I'm like, fine. I think that's what—I think that's how this goes.
1: It is— Uh, it is exactly as funny as you're thinking it's going to be. It is exactly what it needs to be. It is for Asterix fans, so you will love it. And I I don't want to spoil it for you, but at the same time, as you're one of the few people who would actually appreciate this, in this film, Obliques gets some potion. What? (laughs) And I won't say anything other than that. Okay, amazing. You need to see Asterix and the Mansions of the Gods. Okay, okay. Um... (laughs) Dave, perfect
2: you can't see it but Dave's actually really excited yeah <laughs> yeah because I saw you write about that I'm like oh damn that's cool and then yeah. just kind of forgot about it perfect that's great <laughs> uh my number five is the South Park movie Bigger Longer and Uncut okay sure uh if we do if we when we finally get around to doing our top ten uh musical movies that will probably <laughs> still be on there because yeah. I love this movie that's fair uh I was I think I was kind of at that right age that when it came out it was just
1: like I think it was, was two thousand is when it came out
2: yeah so I would have been 16 seventeen depending on when in 2000 it came out
1: whereas for me it was a little. I didn't get it at the time. Like, yeah. I wasn't into South Park, and then it's just kind of like, oh, I don't really care. Yeah. Now I appreciate it more, but I missed the whole hype train.
2: Sure, and that was like, I watched South Park when it first came out. I remember it being around when I was in junior high. And so it was just, it was a great movie for me because I liked the South Park characters, and they just really started to kind of find their, their niche. This was like, one
1: cuz when did south park start 98?
2: Yeah. Ish. Yes. So, I think it was right like end of season 3.
1: Yeah, and that's right when they started to actually figure out how to be cuz their season golden age is, four
2: is kind of the beginning
1: of It's starting to get there. Yeah. And then obviously by like season 5, 6 and then you get into 8.
2: Yeah.
1: Oh man, you need to I know you don't have a PlayStation and that's down the road, but when you do, you do need to play the self park games.
2: Man, when I came over last week, or whenever it was, and yeah, it was last week. Yeah. And you were playing it before we started our podcast. Yeah. I was just like, that looks amazing.
1: Uh, I unlocked a way that Butters could turn into Professor Chaos, and he went into Professor Chaos from the anime episode. In So the animation in his combat thing is like a butterfly would land on him. And then it did that shadow thing where he looks down and he did the Cape. And when he swirled, it was then the anime sized butters. It was-
2: Chaos. Oh uh, my God. That's amazing. It's so good. Those guys are so good. Anyway. So I love the songs from this. I like yep. the concept. Uh, I love the spoof of, um, of Satan singing up there a, a-, <laughs> a little mermaid. <laughs> yeah. um, it's just, it's, it's really well done it's one of those ones i'll probably watch it once a year because i just really enjoy it i That's think it's fair. i think it's on netflix it is. even if yep. it's not i have it on dvd but every now and then i'll be on netflix and just be like i'll be cleaning my room or something it's just i've seen it so many times
1: you don't need to sit and watch it but to have it on then you're just like oh i know it's coming and then you lean that, over and exactly. watch it yeah
2: yeah so it's that sort of movie to me now and so it's 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 a great movie so one of the few that aren't kids' movies on here.
1: Definitely not.
2: Definitely not a kids' movie. Definitely not. Yeah.
1: Uh, My number four? That's
2: where we're at, right? Yep. Great. Is higher on your list, so we will talk about it later. Okay. My number four is Peter Pan. Okay, sure. We've talked about this one ad nauseum. We have, yeah. Uh, anybody who doesn't know the Peter Pan movie, anybody who hasn't heard us talk about Peter Pan before, probably...
1: There's a very good chance, like the King Arthur, the Sword in the Stone. Maybe you don't know. Yeah, Up, you maybe missed it. Yeah, but to not know the Peter Pan story, it'd be strange. Yeah, to and me. they
2: do a pretty decent job of this one. Yeah, yeah, and I think a lot of that is because there's such a respect for Peter Pan. And, um,
1: and the story itself is built for kids and it works for this because they're basically doing a version of the stage play.
2: Yeah. Right. And it's just, well, and I remember when we were in university, our directing class, um, my hour, we were in different classes, but the, the prof who taught us both directing, um, he said like, he was talking about public domain and how all plays after 50 years or something go into the public domain. Right. Except for Peter Pan. Peter Pan, you still have to get the rights to because to this day, 200 years after, um, I'm blanking on the author's name. Jan Barry. Jan Barry yep. wrote it, however he wrote it, whenever he wrote it, um, even now, all the money that, that goes to, that you make off Peter Pan or all the money that they make off the rights go to the London Orphanage or the London Children's, Children's Hospital, Hospital. But yeah. Which is amazing. So I wonder if maybe Disney gave some money. I don't know if they did, but... I hope so. I hope so. That would be nice. That would. And like, maybe that's why they stayed as true to the to the stories they could plus, but at the same time, they didn't have to stray because it's perfect the way it is.
1: Uh, aside from... The, the racism. Yeah. And,
2: yeah. Which we have talked about have before talked about and that. fairly recently-ish. Yeah. yeah. It was in my, again, it was in my top movies of whatever decade this came out. Is that the 60s. 60s again, again I think. <laughs> yeah. I was struggling to find 60s movies, yep. oddly enough. But uh, yeah, so we won't get into the racism part, but like the, the Peter Pan part and the, that story. Yeah. Very good. Hook and Smee. And, yeah. Oh, God. I love Hook and Smee. Yep. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Cool. Your number three.
1: My number three is the Lego movie. Okay.
2: Okay. I did think you were going to talk about that when I way back when I was saying how fun it is to try and figure out which actors are playing what characters. This, this was the one you were talking I was thinking
1: about. Of. Yeah, I love the Lego Movie. <sighs> I still stand by the fact that it should have won the Best Animated Film Oscar of that year, and it wasn't even nominated, which is ridiculous. It is. That I, is, far as I'm concerned, criminal. Best children's movie of the last decade, oh, probably. Man. And it's kind of selling Lego. But at the same time, I don't care because who doesn't have Lego anyway? Well,
2: and Le- Lego sells itself. Yeah, it's, it's Lego. not like they needed a movie.
1: This isn't He Man the movie where they're trying to move He Man like f- action figures. It's
2: not the Mattel and Mars Chocobot Hour. No. Yeah. Put down those amazing Mattel products. <laughs> <laughs> um. Yeah. It's it's Lego. It's been widely popular for decades. Yep.
1: We've done a podcast entirely on Lego.
2: Yeah. Before, like, I don't even know if my my nephew has seen the Lego movie, but he's been playing with Lego for two years. Yeah. Three years.
1: We both played with Lego. There was no movie. You yeah. You didn't have to sell Lego. It's just, hey, here's these blocks you can build anything out of.
2: Yeah. What? But they had Lego Star Wars and Lego Batman and Lego Indiana Jones for PlayStation or Xbox. Yeah. And so I think it's just like, because those video games were so successful, it's like, why not try a Lego movie? Yeah. It's so good. And it's so good. So, the first so time good. I saw it, I was just like, I was just over, like there were so many things happening.
1: Yeah. I had stupid high hopes because I love Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Yeah. And I, I'm just like, okay, anything you guys do, I'm probably going to love. They did Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs yeah. as well. They're clone high. Yeah. It's it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller. So I had very high hopes, and they were actually met. Sure. And I enjoyed it to the point where it's just like, I kind of want to watch it again. I yeah. think we rented it and then watched it again the next day.
2: Nice. Because it's just, it's so good. I just meant I was overstimulated. Like, there's oh, so much happening. It's like, yeah. holy crap. And it's just like quick pan shots and quick cuts and everything like that. And it's just, that, but that's the way it it did such a service to the movie in doing that.
1: Well, and it's, it's so well cast, and it's so... It's so perfect that it is, here's a mashup of everything yeah. that you love.
2: Exactly. Including we're, like, the eighty spaceman. Like, <laughs> oh my God. It's so and good. And Star Wars. And Star Wars. And, and they actually go to Anthony Daniels. Because yeah. that
1: was ridiculous. It's just like, is that Anthony? It is Anthony Daniels. He's doing the C-3PO voice for a line and a half in the Lego
2: movie. Because why not? Why not? And that was the thing. It was like, and like the main character, and God bless P- Chris Pratt, like, because yep. he had just done, like he he'd already done Parks and Rec at that point. Yep. Um, and I mean, this is pre Jurassic World, pre Guardians of the Galaxy, or right around Guardians of the Galaxy. Right but like, around
1: it, but at the same time, it's animated, so you never know. Like exactly. It so been we're well. sitting there,
2: it's like that sounds like okay, yeah. So that's that's him, okay, yeah. The only one I got, I got Will Arnett. Yeah. And I got- His more- Batman is so amazing. His Batman is I'm
1: a so little good. worried about the Lego Batman movie because they are making a Lego Batman movie. I'm like, I don't
2: know if this sustains on its own. He was such a good secondary character. Yeah. Kind of a villain despite the fact that he's Batman, which is kind of the joke is like-
1: He's the, other, he's the third wheel. He's yeah. the other guy that stops yeah.
2: the hero from being able to get the girl. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think I got Elizabeth Banks. The only one that I didn't get was Alison Brie as- um, Unikitty? Unikitty. She's so good. Though. She is so good. But I'm just like, business, Business, know. business,
1: <laughs> business. Is this working?
2: Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it was, it is so funny. Will
1: Ferrell is Lord Business. Yeah. Will Forte is Abraham Lincoln. Oh and he just God. says one line. It's just like, yep, it's Will Forte. He has to be in this because it's Phil Lord and Chris Miller. Exactly. Fine. Yeah. Morgan Freeman, Jonah Hill- the Jonah Hill and Channing Tatum little side oh, section, yeah. where they are Green Lantern and Superman, where they just hate each other.
2: That was so good.
1: Because he didn't really see it coming. No. Because it's just, here's, hey, here's Keegan-Michael Key. Oh, oh, oh okay. C- cool. Yeah. Here's Gandalf. Oh, here's a Wonder Woman joke. Great. Yeah. And it's just kind of.
2: Like and I said, they overstimulated. Just, they just hurled everything at you. But it was so well done. And, like, they just go from universe to universe. And just... Oh, I didn't mention Offerman. I feel bad. Oh, yeah. he was so yes. good. He was the pirate, wasn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Metalbeard? Uh Maybe. Something like that? Something like that. <sighs> the, I'm glad you had it on there. Because you would mention it. He's like... Because you asked, is, does Lego Movie count as animated? Is like I think it has to, and yep. I'm glad you put it on there because that meant I didn't have to put on mine.
1: It was Metalbeard. Okay. Also, we didn't talk about Liam Neeson or Shaq. Oh God, I <laughs>
2: forgot about Liam Neeson
1: because he plays the cop. Yeah. Yeah. Good cop and bad cop. Yep. And pa cop. He plays his dad too.
2: Oh yeah. <laughs> oh God, it was so so good. I'm I'm glad that I've seen it like four times and. Yeah. I could watch it another 20 times and still find new things and still find it fun.
1: Oh, yeah. And the more you get into comic book stuff, the more time you're spending with me and the more movies you see, you're yeah. going to get more and more of those little jokes, too, right? right?
0: Yeah, like, for you sure. you
1: obviously know Wonder Woman has an invisible jet. So the explosion, it's like, to the Batmobile, dang it. <laughs> to the invisible jet, and <laughs> it just, nothing explodes? Dang it.
2: Yeah. Uh, so your number four is my number three. Yes. Robin Hood. Yes. Shocking!
1: (laughs) Nobody saw that coming! Who's surprised? People who have never listened to this podcast before. Sure. If this is your first podcast, surprise. We love Robin Hood. That Fox Robin Hood. So good. So good. I don't even care that they reused half the animations from other things, because they're like, we need to put a film out, let's make one for the cheap, and they made Robin
2: Hood, and it's... The best. It is my favorite animated Disney movie. Yep, mine too, without question. Like standard animation. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not the, to tip my hat to anything else, but
1: yeah, uh, but I'm I, like I'm not counting Pixar in that. I'm yeah. not counting
2: other. Yeah, like hand drawn animation. The
1: best of the classic Disney films is this one, and 100%. they reused so so much. Yeah.
2: And it's not... I mean, they were used a bunch in a bunch of different movies. Oh, yeah. It's why just, not?
1: But... It's very, very noticeable in this one, especially. especially...
2: coming from the Jungle Book, where you have Ka and Sir Hiss and... Baloo. Baloo and Little John. Like, it's... Yeah. It's pretty obvious. <laughs> and I don't care, because they're both so good, and they're both very different stories. And yep. I love the Robin Hood mythology. Yeah. And...
1: I still have no idea... And even as a kid, I had no idea how anyone fell for his crane costume. I mean, fine, I guess, but those are construction paper. Like, yeah, come on, Prince John, you're you a terrible dumb king. Dummy. But, but
2: you could see this, right? Yeah. But I don't even care because it is so so good. No, Oodle Udalali, and, and I will for always and forever have a crush on Maid Marian, despite yep. the fact that she's a fox.
1: And we've talked about this and relatively recently again, I think.
2: And I have no problem admitting that. And especially because I know girls who are like, yeah, no, I have a crush on Robin Hood. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Nope. And yet it's universally accepted. Yep. So. Because they're awesome. Exactly. Yeah. They're so awesome. They are so awesome.
1: Uh, It's the Robin Hood story done with animals. Yeah. Done.
2: (laughs) Yeah. There you go.
1: So that was my number four and Dave's number three. Yeah which means we are up to my number 2, yes, which is the wind rises. Okay. Uh this is a Hayao Miyazaki film? Oh, okay. We are now definitely into the anime section of my list. It was inevitable. And anyone who has listened to any of our podcasts or read any of our articles already basically knows what my top couple are. Yeah. Which is also why it's nice that I won the contest, so there's a surprise at the end. Ish, barely. Yeah. <laughs> As soon as I grabbed your list, I'm like, I know what's number one. Yeah. What's after that? Yeah. Anyway, The Wind Rises is a beautiful story. It's the look at the life of Hiro Horikoshi. Do you know who
2: that is?
1: No. Uh, he is the man who designed the zero. The,
2: plane, the number zero? The plane. Oh, that makes way more sense.
1: No, it's, it's about a man who... Loved airplanes and loved flight. And his dream was to make airplanes... And his dream was to make the perfect and beautiful airplanes. But the only way to do it at the time that he is alive is for the military. And that means designing warplanes. Right. And he didn't necessarily want to, but he had to because that's what you do. Right. Okay, um, I do...
2: Now that... Like, as soon as you mentioned the airplanes, like, okay, we have talked about this. I do have. remember this now.
1: Uh, it's gorgeous it's sad it's beautiful it's a wonderfully thought out film you get to they cover the kanto earthquake it's almost a... it's a biopic done animated okay essentially by miyazaki who is probably one of the best if not the best animator of all time okay uh tita like spirited away howls moving castle Okay. Princess Mononoke. Like, you've heard of right. tons of his films. Right. It is so worth seeing, and the sound design is gorgeous, and, like, it's just... It is it is a great film, let alone a great animated, animated film. film. There's a, probably a chance when we do our top 100 movie lists, there's a very good chance that The Wind Rises will make my top 100.
2: Cool. Amazing. Okay. <laughs> Mine is very different, my number two.
1: Yours isn't about designing World War II planes in Japan?
2: Oddly enough, no. (laughs) Uh, My number two is The Simpsons movie.
1: Yeah, that's different.
2: Yeah, a little bit. I mean, they're kind of along the same lines. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Joseph
1: Gordon-Levitt is in both? (laughs) Sure. No. I'm I'm sure Werner Herzog sings a song in both?
2: He absolutely does, Yeah. yeah
1: depends if you i guess wind rises you can go dubbed or subbed obviously right. and the, yeah. i'm often a sub person we've talked about that before but you could do the the dubbing because it's a really good cast not quite the simpsons movie <laughs> cast i guess but uh i tried to tie it in i know but it's
2: it's basically in 90 minute simpsons episode yeah
1: and a good – at a time when the series was not as good as it used to be, yes. the film actually was – despite the fact that it drugged a bit because it is 90 minutes long, sure. they have to move a story forward. Yeah.
2: But all things considered, I remember reading a review in the paper. This is back when you could. I still actually read the paper Ooh. instead of just reading things online. Yeah. Um. And I remember the headline said, the Simpsons movie is season nine funny. Yeah. And I thought – that's a bold statement considering where The Simpsons is at right now. And my cousin and I went and saw it. We worked together. And one day after, like, we were we were finishing up on whatever rental project we were doing. He's like, "You want to go see The Simpsons movie tonight. I said, yep. And while I do agree with you that it did drag on in places, yeah. I did find that it came back well enough that every, like, You know, I would be in Stitches for a little bit, and then I would watch it, and then every five or ten minutes, there would be something else that I found funny enough that I was laughing out loud in the theater. Yep. And I mean, in True Simpsons fashion, the beginning has more jokes, and then they get to the story, and then there's fewer jokes as you go along. Exactly. Yep. But it was still good enough that I really enjoyed it. I love Albert Brooks as the the head of the EPA. (laughs) EPA. Uh, EPA. Yeah. Yeah. Like... It was it was a very very funny movie. Um, for those of you who haven't seen it,
1: which is possible, which is possible. Um... Although they listen to our podcast, so I imagine there must be some Simpson fandom there. Sure.
2: Okay, so Lake Springfield is polluted. Homer repollutes it, and because of the pollution, they decide to the EPA decides to put a giant glass dome around the city of Springfield. Technically, the president does. Technically, the president does because he has five different options, and he just blindly chooses option number whatever three, yeah. I think. Okay. And so because he's
1: here to lead, not to read.
2: Nice. Yeah. President Schwarzenegger. Yep.
1: Yeah. Obviously, Rainier Wolfcastle.
2: Obviously, yeah. Uh, so then. This gigantic dome comes on, comes in with being carried by dozens of, I guess, like uh, D- D- DC-10 helicopters?
1: I think so. Whatever. It doesn't yeah. really matter. Helicopters. Big-ass
2: military helicopters. And they drop this dome on top of Springfield. Yeah. Uh, and it's all Homer's fault. So the townspeople go to kill them, but they discover... A sinkhole. A sinkhole to get out. And so then they're on the land. Yeah. And then they decide to go back and save Springfield.
1: Because they're going to blow up Springfield to prevent people from... Because that's not a long-term solution, so they're going to blow it up. Yeah. And... The reason the Simpsons go back to save Springfield is because they see a commercial with Tom Hanks, which is one of my favorite parts in the entire movie. It's so good. Tussle my hair, Mr. Hanks. <laughs> sure thing, Billy. <laughs> yes.
2: And then at the end when they're like, it's Albert Brooks. And it's like, hi, I'm Tom Hanks. If you see me on the street, please just let me be. And it makes <laughs> yeah. me so happy. Yeah. He seems so approachable, but at the same time, it's like, he's just a dude.
1: Yeah, he just wants to do what he's doing. Yeah,
2: so it's... It's very well done. It's very funny. There's some tremendously funny moments. Yep. And it's touching and charming and... Yeah,
1: you get to... It's a, yet another example of Homer and Marge separating and coming back together and Absolutely. finding themselves and yeah. finding their love again and all of that. And yeah. But it also does have Homer and Bart. Yeah. And Lisa's kind of inconsequential aside from the whole
2: love story with Colin Colin yeah, yeah. the irish who whose dad is a is musician bono. and uh, environmental activist but is not bono right
1: yeah just cuz it kind of sounds like it could be it's not bono
2: yeah it it really does tend to go back to the early simpsons days where a lot of it was Barton homer focused yeah um while the rest of the family were just there and i mean like they they played their part but whatever they weren't overly necessary yeah so anyway, it's, it's a very good movie and it couldn't not be on my list. That's fair. Yeah.
1: My number one, to the surprise of absolutely no one who knows me has listened to anything I've ever talked about or probably has walked into my apartment considering it's sitting to where you can see it as you enter the door. My number one's Paprika.
2: Paprika! Damn it! I've been trying to think of it since when we decided to do this one today. Yeah. And I was like, all I could think was Papillon. But uh, I'm like, it's not Papillon. That's a Steve McQueen movie. It's close, though. But I knew it was P-A-P, and I was just yeah. like, it's Pep something
1: Yeah. Okay. You haven't seen Paprika. I haven't. I'll have to show it to you at yeah. some point. It's actually kind of strange that you haven't seen Paprika, considering how much I how love much? it.
2: Well, I just watched Alien for the first time within the last year. Yeah,
1: so. i got to go down my top 100.
2: <laughs> Might as well start at the top. <laughs> at least you've seen
1: number two, because it's Jurassic Park. Or was, at least the last time I did the list. Although you did forget it when we talked about
2: 90s movies. <laughs> oh, yeah, thanks for bringing that up. <laughs> yeah.
1: My number one is Jurassic Park.
2: Wow! Dave.
1: <laughs> plug back to... If you haven't heard some of those, we've done tons of movie lists. We so have. And that go back really on fine. iTunes yeah. and you can definitely find them. Anyway, Paprika. It's from 2006. It's by Satoshi Kon. It's another anime film. Um, this one is about... A machine that allows therapists to enter their patients' dreams, it gets stolen and all hell breaks loose, so only a young female therapist, codenamed Paprika, can stop it. It's essentially, but it's about, like, love of cinema, and it's about dreams and dreams versus reality, and it it kind of works its way into really crazy animated s- sequences of parades and it's surrealism at the same time. And it's just, it's, it's such a gorgeous film and it's a great story to begin with. Right. There's no way I know they tried or did actually do a live action version of it. And I don't think I've, I've tried to see if I can get it and oh. I don't know. And I do Last time I checked, it wasn't available. I don't know if they actually did it because I'm not sure how you do some of these scenes.
2: (laughs) That scene, not to give anything away, but if you did that in real life, that would look super creepy.
1: It's supposed to. Like, it's surreal, it's scary, it's funny, it's sad, it's touching. It's it's one of the best films, obviously, period, as far as I'm concerned, because I have given it into my top ten. And it will, when we do our newest top 100... On the website, probably early next year. Um, yeah, it will. It will definitely be on there, and mm-hmm. will. If it's not in my top five, I will be amazed, as I probably would have seen something incredibly new and ridiculous to bump it. Well, so yeah, my number one, as always, probably will always be Paprika, especially because Miyazaki's retired and Satoshi Kon sadly passed away. Oh. So,
2: well, there you go. Uh, my number one probably always will be and has always been all the toy stories but yeah but basically just all the toy stories i saw the first one when it came out i was in the theater it was the first time i'd ever seen computer animation and i was mystified and just blown away at what they were capable of doing yeah and i just loved the concept of toys coming to life and being sentient sentient yep I was like sentinel, no, sentient, being <laughs> sentient, and I love the the cast. I love the. I have grown up with these with these characters. Yep. Like when I was a kid, Andy w- was the same age as me. Yep. When Toy Story three came out, I was just older than Andy. He was going off to college, and I would think I was in grad school at the time. But it was. It's still relevant. It was still relevant. Yeah. It was at the point, like, I was at that point where it was close enough that I could, I, I knew, like, I just, it was like my life almost. And yeah. it just, the first one was great, the second one was good, the third one broke my heart, and I just, yeah I've heard that they're making a fourth one, and I'm not thrilled about that, but... Yeah, but... Is that serious? I don't know. Or is that
1: just people being like, yeah, they're going to make a fourth one?
2: I'm not sure which it is, but... Oh, no.
1: Hello. Yeah. Toy Story 4, 2018. Yeah, that's what I thought. Woody and Buzz go on an adventure to find the one toy who was given away.
2: Oh, interesting. Okay. actually be okay. Well, and that's the thing, like... And it is
1: John Lasseter and Josh Cooley,
2: so... The only issue I have is Toy Story 3 wrapped everything up so nicely. It was such a nice package.
1: That's fair. Not to give anything away because that one is new New-ish. enough.
2: yeah. But it just, it... Yeah, the way it ended, it was perfect. Yeah. If there's another one that comes out, fine. It's just... And, I mean, now they're just... It just seems to me that they're trying to get a different market or a younger generation, which, again, is fine.
1: As long as... Because, and it has Tom Hanks and Tim Allen mm-hmm. and everybody listed again. As long as it's the creative team and they're putting the resources into it to build a story because at a certain point you probably could have also said i don't know that there really needs to be a toy story 2 or 3 or or 3 exactly so when 4 comes out and it is like okay andy's gone yeah but maybe andy's got a kid and andy's trying to find the bo peep because like he had a daughter sure like ah, the bo peep's missing so then woody and buzz go to do that and it's about it's like those cartoons where we we find where it's the grown-up calvin and yeah. he's given Hobbes to his daughter, yeah, and it's exactly. just like, "Oh
2: my god, yeah, okay." And it just crushes you because, yeah, it's, yeah, exactly. And so, I'm reserving judgment. I don't love the idea, but, but I'm not. Be I'm game. not totally anti Toy Story four either, right? It, 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 I will withhold my my opinion until I see it, and yeah. I will see it because it's Toy Story,
1: especially if it is everybody in theaters, and be it's Lasseter exactly. and Cooley, and it's everybody's doing it. Fine, yeah. okay,
2: yeah. This was a really fun podcast. It was. And not that long. Not
1: super long. I it it always makes a difference when you haven't seen everything on my list. It's true.
2: Now, (laughs) granted, I saw a good chunk of them today.
1: There was also crossover. So we skipped a couple. So
2: yeah. Yeah. Anyway. That makes a difference. Not one of our longest podcasts. No. But still decently long. Yeah. Well, I guess that's it. You, Mr. and Mrs. Internet are the lifeblood of our podcast. And we want to answer your questions or just have a good old chat. You want to talk to us on Twitter? I can be found at David Ron. It's true. That's Ron with two N's. R-O-N-N. Ron. Sean is at Sean Cord. That's Sean with a U. And we are at Guys From Podcast. You can email us at podcast at gmail.com. That was my chat coming out there. A little bit. Yeah. Uh, Facebook us at the Guys from. Or you can invent a time machine, travel back in time, carve a message to us in the Bow River Valley or really any river valley. We'll see it if you've done it. So do that.
1: Okay. If you enjoy the guys from podcast, tell anyone you can any way you can. Because it will make a big difference. And the biggest difference you could make is if you could throw us a rating, a review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or any podcatcher of your choice. Most of them actually use iTunes as their rubric anyway. So you subscribe on, say, Pocket Casts, it will also subscribe on iTunes. That will help us get the word out and get more people listening so we can answer more awesome Awesome questions. We are available pretty much everywhere podcasts are found, including Player FM, Podbean, the Blueberry app, and Stitcher, the innovative on-demand podcast app. Hey Dave, is there anything you wanted to plug?
2: The movies are great, but you should check out the actual Futurama series. We give The Simpsons a lot of love here. Not as much to Futurama. Some, but not as much. It's coming. It is coming. <laughs> uh, but you should go watch that. Rewatch it from the beginning and all the way through. I need to catch up and finish, but... The first five seasons that were out on Fox are amazing. Yes. So watch that. Sean?
1: On our website, theguysfrom.com, aside from hosting this transcendent podcast. Nice. I was trying to come up with a Disney word and I'm like uh whatever transcendent we also write articles on things like music there's indie music every tuesday throwback tracks every thursday dave's been covering football we talk about movies we're going to as dave slightly alluded to we will be talking about futurama in the future and our top 100 films of all time
2: there's a lot of stuff coming and sean where can i find that again
1: www.theguysfrom.com oh yeah Head to iHorror.com for all of your horror news interview and review needs, and as I always say when we do lists like this, if you have not seen some of the films, presumably probably on my list, try and track them down, give them a look, it is definitely worth it.
2: Special thanks to The Sweets for our terrific opening music, check out their website at www.wearethesweets.com, and also special thanks to Pixar for churning out such quality movies. As you can tell from our lists, we're big fans of them, and I just appreciate their ability to perpetually reach the inner child in me. So, thanks. You're looking to see if there's any Pixar on yours, aren't you? And there isn't. On my lists. My (laughs) list. My list. Thank you, Pixar.
1: Shortlisted, though, for sure. Yeah. Because I I love a bunch of Pixar stuff as well. This has been episode
0: 140 of the Guys From Podcast, the Everything Is Awesome cast. Thanks for listening. Once again, I'm Sean. Well, this time I'm sick, Sean. Back to you, healthy people.
2: And I'm Dave. Taking us out this week is The Left Behinds and their song, Streetlight Owl. You can check them out at theleftbehinds.ca. Remember, if you have an original song that you would like us to feature at the end of our podcast, send us an mp3 or the link to your SoundCloud, along with any information about your band that you would like us to pass along. We're big fans of the indie community, and we want to lend our support. Our email address is guysfrompodcast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Have a great week, everybody. The Guys From
1: Podcast is brought to you in part by us cashing in that reward for catching Robin Hood. Thanks, Robin Hood. We got a thousand pound sterling for you. I actually looked it up. It's a thousand pound reward poster next to the rooster. Amazing. That's
2: some good pulling. <laughs>
0: sense of wonder like how he's moving so fast I'll spend the rest of my years in a stagnant attempt to understand this night has me worked into a sense of panic and can I take another
3: exit
0: to get to some place where I can feel unleashed in a righteous attempt to break the ice
3: what do you see at night from up on a street light looking down over a moon-filled sky city's alive inside, and cars just to race off by. God, I wish, I wish I could fly like and you. so clear that the cold is on the verge of snapping. I'll
0: initiate this place of being. In my mind's eye when I am watching you fly, and what's the point of pushing through all of this
3: up on a street light Looking out Over a moon-filled sky The city's alive inside And cars just race on by God, I wish I wish it could fly like you